0: We just tested. Let's just say, it. We, do not have we do not have a spirit of fear, spirit of fear but power, power love, us, and a sound, a sound mind. And that is exactly what the Word of God says we have. Well, we're going to be talking today about God's Word is His power, and God's power is His Word. So if you tap into God, you tap into His Word, and the Word is the power that comes forth on this earth. In the first service, we used a little illustration. It was a little hokey. We'll see if it gets a little bit better this service. But Brad is going to play the part of the devil. So if you get Brad coming up here every once in a while, you wonder what he's doing. This is the devil trying to come to steal the word. No different than it is in your life. The devil will come immediately after you've heard the word and try to steal it from your mind. Because if he can get the word from you, he's got your power. And the power that you are supposed to have by Almighty God was given to you by God so that we would walk on this earth as representatives of God. Turn to your name and tell him, you are supposed to be a representative of God. Now, you might wonder, uh, you got to be kidding me. That is Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. That is the Word of God. That you and I are to be imitators of God in everything that we do. How can you imitate someone you don't know what they're like? You do it by, le- by reading and getting in, embedded within you the Word of God so that when you get squeezed, the Word of God comes out because the Word of God is God's power source in the beginning, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So whatever God says, it is established as fact. And in heaven, it's Psalms 119.87. In heaven, the Word of God is established. Everything is perfect. God said, It is. He cannot and will never contradict himself. So, whatever God said, it is established in heaven. But on the earth, because of the fall and what Adam and Eve did, you and I are called to establish and have a beachhead of the Word of God so that we settle the issue and establish God's Word on this earth. In the heavenlies, over the Earth, there is warfare. powers and principalities of darkness should never have been. but because Adam and Eve missed and contradicted and went against God's worth, they were, they opened the door to the devil, and the devil was ever able to come in and get a foothold a beachhead on this earth. And the devil is free to walk about this earth as that proverbial roaring lion seeking whom he will attack. But that's contrary to the original intent. The original intent in the book of Genesis is that God made man in his own image. So let's just say, I am, I am made in the image of God. Now, when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your spirit man becomes reborn, and then God himself dwells within us so that we have that victory to be able to walk that victory out on this earth. And it said that we would have dominion way back in Genesis 126, that man would have dominion on this earth. Dominion means. So let's put that up there because it's such a powerful scripture. This is now says that we would have, let's just read this. Let us make man in our own image according to our own likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Obviously, the enemy, the devil, was on earth because he got into the garden, but man had authority over the devil. The devil would work for you if we understood how the power of God worked. The devil is commanded, and everything on the face of the earth was under man's command when it was all originally intended by God. Now, let's look at the word dominion up there if we have it. I think we I think we have it. If we have the definition of... This, this is what you and I... Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to pay attention. This should describe you and me on this earth. We have sovereignty, jurisdiction, rulership. We are to rule, to govern, to reign, to exercise authority. A verb conveying the thoughts of a strong and a sovereign ruling one over his subjects. So God wanted you and I to live his word on this earth so that we could bring forth his will. When we do that, the blessings of God come and we are blessed, and people are blessed by us. When we don't do that, we open the door to the devil. Hebrews 4.12 says that the word of God is strong and powerful and, and, and more active than any two-edged sword. Now, that's that's an expression that probably most of us, a two-edged sword, what does that mean? A two-edged sword in today's uh, description would be like a nuclear weapon. The strongest weapon you can think of, a nuclear weapon, or maybe some of the things that are secret even stronger than that. that. The Word of God is stronger than all of those things. So it's saying that there is nothing stronger than the Word of God. So what we've got to do is make sure that we have in us the Word of God that we are going to be living the Word of God. I love uh, our old confession. matter of fact, let's put it up there. Our old confession is uh, that, a matter of fact, let's all say it. The Word of God is truth. If I live the Word, I will be blessed. If I don't, I won't. It's just that simple. Who is responsible for you and I living the Word of God? Well, it's you and it's me. I'm going to give you a little story, because uh, men and women of God should never, ever have fear. The way you never have fear is you never entertain it. It isn't that you don't feel it, you just ignore it, and you say, I don't have a spirit of fear. Matter of fact, let's say, I don't have a spirit of fear. I don't have a spirit of fear. We have power, love, and a sound mind. This wedding that we did, my grandson, who is just 24, uh, I've never had that much influence in his life because he lives in Tulsa. I love him, like all of my grandchildren, but I've, I've just never had that opportunity to interact with him and to, and to share things with him. But one summer, we were fortunate. We were able to take him to Florida with us, and it was just he and my wife and I and, uh, at, at Disney World first and then over on the coast. And uh, we had a great time with him. He was only eight years old. I didn't realize how young he was at the time. But he now is uh, living in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, they, they love Malibu, and that's where their wedding overlooked. And, uh, but he's only 24, but he always wanted to be uh, into producing music and writing music. And it was, it was his lifelong dream. And he told his dad he didn't want to go to college. And his dad said, well, I want him to go to college. Well, his dad wanted him to go to college because he basically said to my wife one day, I want him to live my dream. (laughs) He said, no, but your kids aren't going to live your dream. They're going to live their dream. And his dream was to do this. And so he, uh, at age 90, he went to college for a year and told his dad, I don't like it. And so he packed up and moved to Los Angeles. Uh, Had an apprenticeship out there for a couple of years with a recording company where he would just work for free and learn the trade, and he did two years, and had were all sorts of odd jobs, and just barely scraping their money together and all, but he made it, and uh, he got a, uh, ended up getting a contract now, and he's working with a recording studio, and he's doing really well. One of the songs that he helped produce went double platinum just recently, and if I sound like a bragging grandfather, I probably am, uh, but that, that's his heart. He's living his dream, and he and I were talking about one time when we went to Florida, and I said, well, Maybe I didn't have a part to play in his life, but maybe I did, because one day, we're, we're, he'd never been on a roller coaster, and we're in, in Disney World there, and we're going on Space Mountain. He said he wanted to go, so we're going on Space Mountain. Now, this all fits in with the Word of God. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got to live the Word. Okay. Wherever you're not living the Word of God is an entrance for the devil to come in and get it. And, 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 and this is what we, we somewhat did in the first service. I know it seems a little hokey, but, you know, all of a sudden you're doing something and, and you're, you're thinking, boy, everything is really going great. I'll just use our example the other day. Uh, our our uh, garage door, the, the whole assembly of the garage door broke down. We were just talking about how we've been able to save up some money. How many of you like to save up money? How many of would you like, rather have money saved up than spend it? Uh, and saved up to be able to plant a seed, you know, those types of things. And all of a sudden, the whole inside of the garage door just rips apart. And I thought, well, holy crap, because I didn't want to cuss, you know. Uh, and and uh, so anyway, uh, you know, all I can think of is, you know, there's a gram, maybe more. I don't know. It, I wasn't thinking God will supply all of my needs. I was like, oh, man, why did this happen? And all of a sudden, we're getting close to your cue. And all of a sudden, I'm thinking of things like, I'm going to be out a $1,000. I am starting to feel bad. Now, should we feel good all the time or bad? We should feel good. You start feeling down, and all of a sudden, the devil, it starts to trigger the devil. I don't think I want to give you the word. Uh, Maybe it's never going to work. And the devil comes, and he takes that word. Now, I want to show you just how this works. Before I went out to press the garage door, to put it up and watch it shred in front of my very eyes. I was feeling great. I was having a good... This is a good... This is the day the Lord has made. I shall rejoice. Got my six shooters out. Man, I'm ready to take on anybody. And all of a sudden, I walk out there and I push the little old button. I can't tell you what I thought. It was oh something, but it wasn't oh God. And and all of a sudden, I thought... Well, now I can't even put the garage door down because they're really shred. And, you know, whatever. But my God will supply all of my needs, so we'll get to you later. Now, give Brad a hand because this is the last time we're going to give him a hand, okay? Because he's going to be the devil. Back to my grandson. We've got a new garage door. And it looks beautiful. And back to my grandson. And God had given us all the money to take care of it, so we are all set. But back to my grandson. So we're, 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 first roller coaster is Space Mountain. I don't know how many of you have ever been there or not, but Space Mountain's roller coaster in the dark. I love Space Mountain, and uh, one of us in our family loves Space Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it took about forty-five minutes to get up there to get on the car, and we're about I don't know three, four people behind, and just just my little eight-year-old grandson and I. And, and uh, he said, Pop, I don't want to go." I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "I don't want to go on the roller coaster." I said, "Okay," and. Uh, he said, what do we do? I said, I don't know what you do, but I'm getting on the car, and I'm going down. So you, you, you can do whatever you want. I said, I think you have two options. He said, what's the option? I said, number one is to get on the car and go down with me, or number two is to go back the way we came in and just follow the people coming in, and you'll eventually get to the exit, and then I'll meet you down there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to do that. Well, then you better get in the car with me. I'm not going to get in that car. No problem. So I kept going on there. Finally, he tugged at me. And he said, what are you going to do? I was, I'm getting in the car. <laughs> what about you, me? And I said, I'm going to leave you. He <laughs> said, really? I said, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was right up there next to getting the car. I felt this brush on my arm. And it was my grandson in a hurry to get in the car. Where it's one car. There's like one, two, three, four sections to get in the seat right in front of where I was going to sit. So he sat in the seat there. I sat back here. And I'm telling you, he is holding on like a he, white-knuckled traveler all the way. And he's up there like this and all. And I'm sitting in the back seat thinking, I'm going to have a great time. We get to the bottom. Now, I'm sure his mom would have ripped me apart if she'd been there. That's why, that's why God created grandfathers. So I'm, I'm back there just having a ball. We zip through that space mountain. We get down at the end. He jumps out of the car and he says, Pop, can we do it again? He was so excited. And then there was another roller coaster and he wanted to ride that one twice. I believe that fear, to an extent, was broken off of his life at age eight. I believe fear is one of the worst things that we can ever encounter. And what happens to people is they don't realize that God has not given us the spirit of fear. That's what the devil brought in in the garden. As a matter of fact, if you read Genesis, you see that's the first mention of fear was when man missed God's word and fear came in and man tried to hide from the very thing that would have saved him. And so what we've got to do is we've got to understand how do I live the word of God to the full extent so that I can be everything that God has called me to be? Because the power is in the word. Everybody say it. The power power. is in the word. Now, I want to give you a couple of scriptures here, and there are a couple of more examples of this. But uh, it's, it's in the book of Matthew. I'm sorry, when I put my head down, I got the microphone. This is not the sound man's problem. This is my problem. But in Matthew chapter 16, I got to keep my head up. That's a good scripture, isn't it? Keep your head up. <laughs> keep, keep your head up. In, in Matthew chapter 16, let me per- paraphrase some of this for you. But see, Jesus... In, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3, and in uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 4, Ma- Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, said that man should live by every word. Everybody say word. word. That's the power. Every word. The, it, 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 this is what he could have said. Man should live by the power of the words that God says. He quoted in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. What Jesus said was, I came to do the will of the Father. I came to bring forth the word of God. I came as the word of God. I came with the power of God in my life. And what I speak, it will be birthed. And I'm going to give you an example of it so that you can live my word. If we live the word, the blessings of God will flow. And Jesus had the disciples with him. And he was talking to him and said, who do, who do these people say that I am? They say, well, some say you're Elijah, some say you're Jeremiah, some say this, some say one of the other prophets. Nah, who do you guys say, think that I am? You've been, and I know I'm paraphrasing, you, you've been hanging out with me. Who do you think I am? And Peter, he, he, he pipes up and he says, I think you're the son of God. I think you're the son of God who came to save us. And Jesus said, wow, God has revealed that to you, Peter. You, you know. He said, what I'm going to do on this revelation is I'm going to build my church. And you're going to have the power, not Peter, but everyone. You're going to have the power and the authority and the dominion that whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in the heavenlies. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in the heavenlies. He's not talking about heaven where he lives. Everything is perfect in heaven. Everybody say, everything's perfect in heaven. But the heavenlies, where the warfare is going on, it's not perfect. We are fighting for our survival. We are fighting for the Word of God. We're speaking forth the Word of God that has power, authority, and dominion, because what we're going to do is bring heaven down to earth. Heaven down to earth. And we fight through the powers and principalities by speaking the power of the Word of God. If you're not learning and speaking and downloading the Word of God in you, when you get squeezed, it's not going to come up. You squeeze toothpaste, unless it's empty, toothpaste is going to come out. But when toothpaste is empty, nothing is coming out. There are a lot of believers today that they are not downloading and living the Word of God, and it's becoming dormant in them. And when they get squeezed, they're empty, And it's not coming out. But it's never too late to get back to the Word of God because that's the power source. And when we get to the power source, then we're speaking and living the Word of God. The Word of God says He'll supply all of our needs. Why would we ever be worried about something that we don't see the ability to do it on our own? Let's all say it. My God will supply all of my needs. So therefore, that issue is settled. Let's go on to something else. Well, I don't know if I can do what God said. Here's what happens. How many of you have things God has spoken into your spirit you think that might be God, but you have no idea how you could do it? Can I see your hands? Real, real high. you real high. Okay, looks like all of you there. Now... If it is God that He's spoken it to you, He already has figured out how to do it. All you have to do is do what God said. And if you do what God says, God shows up because of the power of His Word. So God speaks to you, and He says, I'm just going to use this as an example, because most of you in this church can relate to it. God says, I want your church to get involved with the Sudan and I want you to go there and help them build an orphanage. And uh, the first step is going to be about $12,000 and then we'll go to $50,000 and then we'll go to $70,000 and then we'll go to about $90,000 a year, maybe $100,000 a year, and that's what the support level will be. And then they'll all succeed and they'll become businessmen and owners, property owners and they'll become government officials and they'll become people that will influence the entire nation of the Sudan and the entire world and they'll all come out of the Dreamland Children's Home. No, I didn't hear all that. Glory to God, I would have probably short-circuited. All I heard was, come alongside and help them. But I believe that's, that, that could be the plan God has for every single one of them. But all of a sudden, you think, well, how are we going to do that? I don't know how to do that. I don't, know, I don't even know how to, how to do that. Wait, maybe I can. Maybe I can. Get away, Satan. Get away, get away, get away, get away. Now, Jesus, this is how it works in your mind. Jesus, when confronted by the devil, spoke the power of the word of God. Satan, it is written. And then Satan came back again, and then again, and again. And finally he said, away with you, Satan, and Satan left. If you study in Luke chapter 4, verse 13, I believe it is, it said, it said Jesus had finally, it didn't say this part, Jesus had finally had it with Satan. He's finally tired of dialoguing with him. And he said, Satan, get away from me, and it said, Satan left. To return at a more opportune time. How many of you realize that you have some times in your life when you are strong, so strong. Come on, devil, I'm waiting for you. i got the sword of the Spirit up, the Word of God. I'm just ready to cut your head off. Now, he'll grow another head until he goes into the lake of fire, but we'll cut that sucker off too. Glory to God. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to be that tenacious. I'm looking for a good fight today, and there's only one good fight. It's a fight you win. It is not a good any you know, of you got in a fight out somewhere. You know, if, if you get beat up in a fight <laughs> I got a whole row that just lifted their hands. <laughs> if you ever if you ever get involved in a fight and lose, it is not a good fight. A good fight is a fight you win. That is the good fight. And so so the devil he goes back for another time. And so it's so real to me about the Sudan. So I remember talking to somebody and said, well, we're going to have a golf tournament because I felt like God said that. Now, if God said, then you have power. Listen, if God said, God said. You, have you have power. So I'm walking around with power, hoping it was God. Now there is a, You have to settle the issue. It's really God. I really hope this is God. feels like God, smells like God, acts like God. I really think it is God. And we're going to do that orphanage. And I said, we need to raise $12,000. And and we got some people involved. And I had a couple of people say, you can't raise that much money. Well, maybe they're right. I got the power of God. I got the power of God. We're going to do it. God said. So I got the power. But maybe they're right. Maybe we can't raise that much money. Maybe this isn't what God said. Maybe this is just me thinking about And I don't have to do that. I could do something else. Somebody else will surely do it, if it is God. I don't even know if I want to do it. Well, maybe it will. Maybe it won't. I think I go out and get lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Can I see the hands of all the people? That may not be your scenario, but you go through a similar situation like that. And then all of a sudden we come to our senses and say, no, that is God. In Jesus' name, give me back that word now. Bam, that's, that's what his wife sometimes wants to do. <laughs> no, 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 we're not going there. We are not going there. We're going to do it. And every single part of it, I watch it play out, every single part of it. So the power is in the word. Everybody say, the power, power. is in the word. So the more word we use, I thought about bringing a, 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 a little epistle in here. I thought my wife would get uneasy for that one. I was showing her the other day with my little pistol how Roy Rogers used to twirl it and put it back like this. She didn't think that was funny at all. I thought it was so cute. I thought it would be used to be cute. But this is the real deal. It's not a toy gun. And, and so I, I was thinking about having the uh, bring my, my little gun in and, and have it without the cartridge and, uh, and then say, you know, we all, get, we all get Jesus so we have the potential to use the power. But until we take the bullets and the cartridge... And we make that click that we just hope drives the devil crazy. <laughs> or somebody trying to break into a house. Make my day. <laughs> and, 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 but, but, but one, it doesn't work without the clip. If you don't have the clip and the word of God and the ammunition to back it up and say, Satan, I believe who God said I am. I am here as a royal ambassador. I have authority, power, and dominion over you. You want to fight today? Bring it on, buddy but I'm not going to go hide from you. I'm going to cut your head off. I'll grow another head. I'll cut that one off too. We have power, authority, and dominion. We should look like it, act like it. We should be so self-confident of Jesus in us that we're walking in the fullness of the power of God. We will say amen to that. Okay, now, I want to give you a couple of scriptures here because glory to God, we are moving fast here because the devil never stops walking about as that roaring lion trying to see who he can just... Dist- Come on, just walk around with me for a little bit here, Brad. See, I'm saying, I'm glory to God, what are we going to do now? We need $40 for the kids. What are you doing? My God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory, so get, get out of here. Go away. Go away. He goes away, and he's thinking, well, well, that attack didn't work. What other attack can I use? Let me see. Hmm. Yeah, I got a grandson that's struggling. He's really struggling. No, you can't have him. Uh, After what he did to me today, you can't have him. (laughs) Do whatever you want. I'm tired of that sucker anyway. Now, but then you come to your... (laughs) I don't know if I can go any further. (laughs) So anyway, no, no, he's my responsibility. I know God gave him to me. Go over there and sit down. I'm okay. Glory to God. I came to my right mind. And all of a sudden, see, you start describing what you see instead of describing what you believe. I'm seeing a a nephew in Colorado going the wrong way. Or you're seeing wrong. You're seeing wrong. I need to see the nephew going the right way because that's the will of God. I'm birthing in my nephew the power of God. He will serve God. He will be all God's called him to be. He will be powerful. And so will all of our children. And so will all of my grandchildren. But then the devil comes. Wait a minute. Don't you know what they're doing? Don't you know what they just said to you? Hmm. Who in the crap do they think they are? Wait a minute. I probably should be speaking the word, not talking about crap. (laughs) But I don't feel like speaking the word. I feel like beating the crap out of them. (laughs) No, I'm going to speak the word. My grandchildren will accomplish everything that God has for them to accomplish. I have power, authority, and dominion. On this earth, what I speak forth as an oracle of God will birth. Therefore, I have to make sure I am living the Word of God, I'm speaking the Word of God, and I'm saying everything that God wants me to say. Because the power of your mouth, the power of what you speak forth, is so important. I'll just paraphrase this for time's sake, but it's in Mark chapter 4, the parable of the sower, and and the whole parable is basically this, the sower comes to sow the word of God, that was Jesus. The word has been sown, but then it says throughout all of the different uh, scriptures that you're going to read there, that the devil comes immediately to steal the word of God. He comes to steal the word of God you know, I, I know this is a little hokey, but, but using Brad, see, the devil is walking about everywhere as a roaring lion. He's omnipresent, just like God is on this earth. He, he's, he's in the Sudan, he's in Europe, he's everywhere. And, and what he's doing is he's playing with our mind. He, every single one of you think a lot of thoughts. And he's trying to get your mind to think something contrary to the word of God, so that the power of God can't be used in your life. The more and I know it sounds like a silly example, but the more toothpaste you have in a tube, the more you can squeeze to use. The more word you have in you, you can squeeze you get squeezed through a trial, through tribulation. It says right there in Mark chapter four, it says that that persecution and tribulation come when, when tribulation and persecution comes, it comes for the Word's sake. It's trying to steal the Word from you so you won't stand on the Word of God and speak forth what the Word of God says. My household will be, all of my household will be saved and serve the Lord. So therefore, I'm standing on the spoken Word of God. The devil is powerful But he is under our authority and the only power the devil has in your life is what you allow him to have. Because James chapter 4, verse 7, one of the most powerful scriptures in the Bible, I believe, says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. But if you're not submitted to God... A lot of people, a lot of believers are trying to resist the devil by saying, it's not right what's happening to me. It's not right what's happening to my kid. Get over that. That's what the devil is trying to do. That's what this world is trying to do. I pray for my my grandson out there in Los Angeles. He's a good kid. He knows the Lord. He's got the power of the Holy Spirit. He's baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh, I, I believe that because of that roller coaster, I did have a part in his life. He wasn't able to be fearful. He wasn't able to spend all of his life saying, I'm afraid to ride roller coasters. A lot of people have never been on a roller coaster and they're afraid of it. How can you be afraid of something you've never done? Right, Chris? Uh, And (laughs) years years ago, years ago, years ago, Pam and I and and Chris, Mike and Chris were the youth pastors at that time. And Mike couldn't go. Back then, we were taking the youth every year to King's Island at the end of the year. I forget when, at the end of the summer or something. And so we're all there with all these youth, and Pam and I, and all the youth said, let's go ride the beast. And I love the beast. So I said, I don't know how many of you have ever been there, but I said, yeah, let's go. We're all going to ride the beast. And Chris said, I'm not going to go on the beast. I'm afraid to ride that. And I said, that's the wrong word around our youth. You may not enjoy riding the beast, you may not want to ride the beast, but you cannot be afraid to ride the beast. Well, I made a mistake. Turn to your neighbor and say, sometimes he does make a mistake. (laughs) I made a mistake, I said all that in front of the youth. The youth would not let her go. They badgered her all day long to ride the beast come on, Chris, you can't be afraid, and I should not have said what I did in front of them. I meant what I said, but I should not have said it in front of the youth because then they're, ter- they're carrying the torch. So finally, toward the end of the day, she said, okay, I'll ride the youth if I can sit with the pastor because I know God is not going to let anything happen to him. <laughs> youth are so excited. They're so clapping and all. So Chris and I and all the youth were on the on the beast for the last, one of the, last ride of the night, and, and it's, it's exciting. We write it and, and all. We get done with the beast, and, and we're all coming down, and the youth are clapping, applauding Chris for writing it. And, uh, and I said, Chris, I'm really proud of you for writing the beast. And she said, Yep, I wrote it. And I said, You made it. And she said, Yep, never going to do that again. <laughs> well, that's okay. I understand. That's okay. You, your thing may not be. But you cannot ever, ever, whenever you're around the devil, well, the devil's always around. Everybody said the devil's always around. Devil's around. But so's the power of God, and you're victorious. But any time you're around, like i got to say, you know what? I'm, man, I'm afraid of heights. That's a cue, by the way. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm afraid of heights. Boy, the devil just loves it. Yes, you should be. You could fall and kill yourself. Uh, I'll end it with this story. I'm getting carried away here now. But we're down in Florida with Joey Camp, and all of us, there were three of us, decided to go... Uh, parasailing. And uh, some of you probably heard the story before. And Joey's afraid of heights, he thought. And uh, so, so he said, I'm not going. I'm afraid of heights. Well, we, we did what any good father would, father-in-law father would do. We just made fun of him. And uh, <laughs> and until finally he decided to go parasailing. And so it's uh, John, Elizabeth, Joy, and myself on the boat. And we're going out there quite a ways. And so John and Elizabeth go up first, and, and, uh, and <laughs> Joy, Joy, Joy and I are left. Well, John and Elizabeth went up together, and, and Joy said, well, we'll just go up together. He's really nervous. And the guy said, nah, you guys got too much weight. Uh, we've got to take you up separately. And I knew what was happening. I thought, oh, this will be fun. I'll go first. So I said, I'll go first, Joy. So that means Joy's last, and so we can all be there laughing at him and uh, <laughs> encouraging him on. And so Joy goes up last. I'm not exaggerating a bit. It's just, he's like this. And, and he goes up to, I, I forget how far out it went, but he took us out so far, all, th- all three of us, and then for some reason, he said, this is the last one out. Do you want him to go out all the way? And I said, we were not out all the way? He said, no, no, no. I said, I, I can let him out another so many hundred yards or feet or whatever it was. I don't remember. I said, oh, yeah, he loves heights. Let him go. <laughs> So he just took this thing and took this thing. All of a sudden it's like we could hardly see him. And and Ojo's out there, and so finally we're snapping pictures and everything. So, go, Joe, go! So finally we bring him back down. And Ojo Joe has come back to the boat, white knuckles, gone. Gone. He said, Man, that's one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. I would do that again. Fear. Gone. When people tell you you have a fear of heights or a fear, what's the, the world tries to name fear, acrophobia. Think about that. A spider walks by. (laughs) Are you a sitting duck for the devil? Step on the spider if you don't like it. But it could be Charlotte now, so be careful. (laughs) We've got to get to the point where we're going to live the word of God. Now, I'm going to wrap it all up with this because if you'll do this, it'll change your life. And you've heard it over and over again. I meditate this scripture myself over and over and over again. It's Proverbs chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. If you do this, you will be blessed. If you don't, you will be knocked around by the devil continually. Present your body as a living sacrifice, pure, holy, acceptable unto the Lord. And that don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind who are you? I am Bill Mickler, a child of God, on assignment from God. I have power, authority and dominion. I am blessed coming. I am blessed going. And my assignment is from Almighty God. And I will run the race He has before me. And I will fulfill it. If I ask anything in His name, if His word dwells in me, He will do it because it brings glory to God. John chapter 15. Therefore, devil, I am nobody to mess with. You can come anytime you want. And I'm going to knock you right on your butt. And you're going to be going the other way Way because the Word of God says that I have power, authority, and dominion. When you do that, you, it says when you're transformed by the renewing of your mind that you will know, you will know, you will know the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. I know the will of God. The perfect will of God for my life is that I walk in hell. Perfect will of God for your life is you walk in hell. perfect will of God is that you live the Word of God. Bless coming, bless going. That's so if you get confused, you'll still be blessed. Let's all stand to our feet.